The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello everybody and welcome to the Let's Talk Mac event for December 1st, 2022. I am Herbie Allen and... Today I'm going to talk about Safari. First of all, I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And right off the bat, I just want to uh, mention, you know, one thing that makes my heart happy is that, uh, you know, my host today is using a Mac. I think my streamer is uh, using uh, her Mac. And uh, hey, my boss lady, who uh, for the streaming side is also suddenly invested in a Mac too. So um, I think we may have started something here. Maybe we can call this Mac World. Oh, wait a minute. That's uh, stealing. Somebody else already has that name. But uh, and my Clubhouse moderator is still on an Apple device. So uh, that's still uh, very good. We're still in the Appleverse. So that uh, makes my uh, day. All right. So let's actually get down to business. I have a lot that I'm going to try to cover and we'll just see what I can do in the time. And if I don't get to it all this time, there's always uh, future shows. So today... Let's talk about navigating the web on the Mac. You know, one of the things that really kind of frustrates me is a lot of times when I see people post reviews on the Mac, one of the things they always complain about is Safari. And I think that, you know, this is a little bit unfair. Now... I will play both sides of this and because I will acknowledge that if you have an older Mac, then yeah, you might have a slower experience with Safari because of processor limitations. And there sometimes Safari could load things a little bit faster, but in terms of accessibility, I find that whenever there's a problem, most of the time it's usually the site that's at fault, not Safari. And as somebody that does use both Mac and Windows, I find that usually when I have an accessibility problem on a website, I experience very similar issues on both platforms. And there are some instances where I actually find the Mac is way more accessible than using Windows. One of the key reasons for that is actually the thing that, again, people I think are unfair to, and that's the concept of interacting. And I will show you that. Another thing is with the Mac, the way it handles forms mode. We do not have to pop in and out of forms mode the way you do if you were using JAWS. It's a little bit of a different experience and can sometimes make life actually that much easier. What I think really trips people is if you try to do it the long way, yeah, the way voiceover processes can be maybe a bit cumbersome, but there are a lot of shortcuts and tricks and tips with the Mac that you can use. And there are some things that I don't even think there are any Windows equivalents for truly. Um, And um, so I'm going to talk about that. I also want to mention that if you are an iPhone user, a lot of these navigation tricks apply to Safari on your phone as well, because I will be talking a lot about the rotor, and we do have that on both, you know, the iPhone and the Mac. And so when I'm go- when I get into things like how to customize your rotor, there are the exact same type of options when it comes to voiceover on your iPhone. So if you are an iPhone user, you can benefit. And even if you're a Windows user, some of these shortcuts do apply over there too with like say heading navigation, for instance. And so I think everybody can benefit from today's demonstration. And... Let's get things started. I'm going to turn on my voiceover and make sure it's broadcasting. All right. So first of all, I'm going to just briefly go over some voiceover settings you might want to check into before you go navigating the web. 
And opening voiceover utility. Open our voiceover utility with VOF8. And uh, that is the quick way to get to it. Toolbar. And uh, we want the toolbar. And by the way, I will mention that I am using macOS Ventura. And one thing that people do acknowledge now with that is that voiceover does respond to Safari a lot quicker than it used to. So I'm going to interact. And there are two different areas of concern here that really affect web navigation. Insert search search text out of tool. Utility categories. Table. Okay, it would help if I'm General. actually in the correct table. In utility. But... Uh, out of verbosity. We're just going to down arrow on this table to verbosity. Speech. Select a tab. One of five. And we're provided with five different tabs here. There are two main tabs I'm going to concern ourselves with today. So I would highly encourage you to look at the rest. Braille, text, tab, three of five. Um, And I'm going to primarily worry about speech and text. Announce hints, announcements, tab, hit medium, default speech verbosity, pop up. Medium. So one of the things with the verbosity being set too low, which has how I originally, once I got more comfortable with the Mac, had it set to, is I found that it did not always read things with their proper labels, like with links and buttons or whatever. And so I might miss something that was clickable, So, but it was not. So I set it to medium, and uh, that way I seem to get all the proper information that I need. And um, by the way, these concepts don't just apply to Safari, but they apply to uh, you know pretty much any other program as well. So I recommend you set your verbosity level to medium for that reason. You'll get the proper amounts of information. Additional speech verbosity options. Expanded disclosure triangle. I have this expanded. If yours is collapsed and you want to look at this, you can just VO space. Custom verbosity table. We have a custom verbosity table. App. Diff button. Checkbox. Diff column combo box disclosure triangle doc item default menu button. And most of these really don't apply to the web, so I'm not going to worry about that. Help, help, but but um, there are some additional customizations. Announcement text tab. What we are going to look at next is text. Selected hint none punctuation pop up button. This is always going to be user-based preference, no matter the screen reader, no matter the operating system. I just really don't like my punctuation and stuff being announced. Um, sometimes I might feel differently, like saying a text document or whatever, so I have mine set to none. But you can down arrow on this box and adjust it. Menu to customize ellipsis. Oh, some check mark none. And we have the customize option similar to what is in iOS 16. None. I will tell you, I've not really played with this on the Mac, so I'm not going to comment on that today, but um, just know it is there if you want to play around. First three times. Repeated punctuation. Pop-up button. So we have first three Menu times. First four times. First five times. Always spoken. Spoken with count. First two times. Check mark. First three times. First three times. Repeated punctuation. Yeah, I think this is... Button. Where this deals with the repeated punctuation, and I must admit I've not completely understood what this is about. I think it's supposed to do things like read periods as three periods or whatever. Do nothing. Repeated spaces. Pop-up button. Do nothing. Leading tab and space indentation. Pop-up button. Words. While typing speak. Pop-up button. All right. Typing speak. This can be important for whenever you're writing in a form field or in a document for that matter. Menu check characters and nothing. Characters, check mark, words, words. Well, this is pretty speak. standard throughout the uh, screen reader verse. You've got your characters, words, both characters and words, and nothing. So, depending on what your preference is for that, speak text. The cursor passes when moving the cursor. Pop up button. Do nothing when text attributes change. Pop up button. Speak attributes when encountering a misspelled word. Pop up button. Speak when encountering a link attachment. Pop-up button. Some of these apply to just what you might more encounter with documents rather than web pages. Words. Read numbers as. Pop-up button. Speak cap. When reading a capital letter. Pop-up button. Speak. When deleting text. Pop-up button. Help button. So as you can see, there's a lot to customize in here. And you can just use your arrow keys to play around with the different options and get it to how you want it. All right. That is our overall voiceover button. Verbosity. Toolbar. Utility. Speak. Utility. Very verbose here. Utility. 
And now let's actually go down to our web settings. Speech, navigation, web. And again, I'm in that table. I could have just used W to go to web if I wanted. And we're presented here with a couple of things. Navigation, selected tab, one of three. So I VO right arrowed. So we've got three tabs here. Navigation. General, tab, two of General, three. Web rotor, tab. And web rotor. And um, by the way, just to mention, you know, I told you earlier the iPhone Knowing how to navigate the web on the iPhone really helped me a lot with navigating the web on the Mac because I was able to apply those concepts to the Mac. And um, Safari on the iPhone and Safari on the Mac are in a lot of ways still very different because um, sites do the like reasons that my paratransit website is a lot easier to navigate on the Mac than it is on my iPhone. So just because you have a certain experience with Safari on your iPhone doesn't mean it's going to be that way on your Mac. Dom order navigate web pages by selected radio button one of two. Grouping items navigate web pages by radio button two of two. Group items within one navigating web tables unchecked checkbox. So I leave a lot of this as its uh, defaults, but um, there's a couple of key things I definitely want to make sure you know about. Speak column and row numbers when navigating web tables. Uncheck checkbox. This is more of a personal preference if you want the column and row numbers. Always navigate images. Pop up button. Navigate images. This is set to always. I've really not noticed a difference by changing this. Enable live regions. Check checkbox. Enable live regions. Definitely make sure this is checked as it can definitely affect how Safari will see things because there are some sites that will have live regions that constantly update information. So definitely make sure this is checked. Always allow keyboard commands to navigate websites. Check checkbox. I think this is a good idea to make sure that's checked. Help button. And order tab. Let's go take a look at our general. Web speak web page summary when loading a new web page. Uncheck checkbox. I think this is set to checked by default. I, for, again, this is personal preference. I really don't want voiceover reading to me the web page once it's loaded. I want to go explore it because, A, I usually know where I'm going, and B, unless it's like a book or something, do I really want it reading to me, you know, the, all the links at the top of the page. So this is something you may want to disable web rotor automatically speak the web page when loading a new web page check checkbox automatically speak the web page automatically speak the web page when loading a new web page check checkbox and um i don't remember why i have this one checked unchecked but um speak progress while a web page loads pop up button I like it to speak the progress to tell me what a web page is doing because if it's taking slow, then I like to see the numbers. But menu check mark, play tone, do nothing, check mark, speak progress. So you have three different options there just by arrowing through that. Help button, spots, web general, navigation, tab, jet, web rotor, select it. All right, and last we're going to talk about the web rotor. And this is, again, if. If you're familiar with the iPhone and you've played with this, then you already know about this, but I have encountered plenty of iPhone users that do not know about this. So for you guys, it is going to be under settings, accessibility, voiceover, and um, it's just called Rotor, whereas here it's called Web Rotor. But that's really misleading because the Rotor applies everywhere on the Mac. It is not limited to just the web. A great example, for instance, like say if you want to see how somebody's Zoom name is spelled, you can actually use the rotor to go to characters and read that to Zoom name. So um, that's just one example of how you can use the rotor anywhere on the Mac. So why they call it the web rotor, I don't know. Web rotor, select a, select a checkbox to enable or disable an item. To reorder the items, use command up arrow and command down arrow. Pretty straightforward, really. Item order, table. So I have mine ordered and this item way. Order. Buttons, check, check box. Text fields, check, check box. Visited links, check, check links, check, check box. Headings, check, check box. Form controls, check, check box. Tables, check, check box. Lists, check, check box. Frames, check, check box. Radio groups, check, check box. I think I want radio groups above frames, actually. So I'm just going to do a command up. Move up. 
And there you go. And if I don't want anything, frames, checkboxes, articles, check checkbox. I really don't need articles. Actually, Landmarks, I do. Uncheck checkbox. Web spots, uncheck checkbox. Check. I'll check these. No. Yeah, I'll leave web spots checked for now. So again, you can see it's very customizable, and you can have in there what you want and you don't want. So I'm going Loop to back. Command Loop Q out window. of this. And Doc, that's finder, all we really open. need for, thank you, voiceover, web navigation. Now, another option I do also want to mention too real quick when it comes to navigating the web is you can use other web browsers on the Mac. Chrome is definitely a popular one. There are a couple of sites that I think work a little bit better in Chrome, um, like my Comcast uh, streaming site. I've also had some issues where a web player will not cooperate with me on Safari, but it will on Chrome. And I don't even think that's a voiceover issue. That's just a Safari issue with the website. So I like to have Chrome on here as a backup. It does load differently and it does display things differently too. So if you really want more of a Windows-like experience, then I, you might want to consider the Chrome browser. It's also useful to have around because let's say you are a Windows transplant and Chrome was your default browser. Well, you might have data stored in it, like your passwords and stuff that maybe you do not have stored in Safari. And so you might need to access that type of information. Um, but Safari has gotten a lot better. Like one of the things that I did have issues with um, at first was some of those caption sites did not see Safari to where you could check the box that says I'm using a screen reader, but Chrome did. However, that has recently changed in Safari as well. So there's just a lot of reasons why I have had two browsers on here. Safari, 5 of 37. Okay, so let's actually go to Safari. I have it on my dock. Loop back. Loop back window. Safari. Untitled window. I'm not going to go into all the Safari preferences. There is a lot of them. Uh, if you want to learn more about them, I highly encourage you to go to the iBug Today YouTube channel and look for the Mac training playlist where you will find the course that uh, Chanel has and you will find a complete set of Safari-related instructions. The first one deals with the preferences. The second one deals with navigating the web itself, Toolbar. which is what I'm about to show you. So I have my Safari set to go to a blank page because I don't know where I'm going to go until I open Safari. And... I'm going to just use an easy site to show you all, but I'm going to conclude with uh, something uh, the with an email actually that is a very similar experience. I'm going to go to the gold standard for Apple related things. Applevis. web content. So there are three different ways of navigating the web, and they all do things differently. So the primary way is with your quick nav off. And this is a method I actually recommend. I know that people might disagree with me on this one, but um, there are a few of us that uh, do think differently. And the reason why is this gives you the most flexibility. You can still use your voiceover commands with the rotor and VO navigation and all that, but you are also not locked into a quick nav mode. So that means you can immediately enter text into a field or a password or whatever. The next way is with quick nav on. And there are two things you need to do for the first time when doing quick nav. And that is you need to turn it on with your left and right arrows. And both on the Mac and yes, on the iPhone as well, you do need to do a VOQ. And this will turn on your quick keys. Now, the reason why a lot of people like quick nav is that you can do your navigating and you only need one hand. You don't have to hold down 
keys with your other hand. I will use this method more so when I'm doing like a lot of heavy reading. Um, there are ways to read Bookshare books in HTML format, for instance. And so I'm more likely to use QuickNav in that type of context or with really long articles on the web than I am more for anything else. Sometimes I will use it if I want just a quick way of finding like, say, a button or whatever, but um, or a text field. But most of the time, I don't. The third and very important method that a lot of people don't utilize, and you will have heard me talk about this before if you've been on previous clubs, is the web rotor. And the web rotor is a very unique thing to the Mac because with JAWS, you do have your links list. And with NVDA, I think you also do get a headings list. Um, I'm sure I'll get corrected later on on what NVDA can do. And I think you get a headings list with JAWS too. But the web rotor is incorporates so much more because it's a links list, a visited links list, a headings list, a buttons list, a text field finder. And... What another cool thing about it is you're not restricted to first letter navigation. And um, I will come back and show you how it works. But basically, for instance, my Blackboard site, for instance, has a number of links on it. So all I have to do when I want to log in, I can just bring up the web rotor, go to links, type in L-O-G, and I'm presented just with the two login links that it has and nothing else. So it filters out all the rest of that in your navigation bubble. And it's also nice because I could just type in OG and it would bring up any link that has those letters in it. And so, for instance, on the ACB emails, it's really nice because... Um, we have a lot of BR calls on the weekend, Braille Room, Breakfast Bunch, or whatever. So I can just um, type in, for instance, BRE in the links thing, and it immediately takes me to the link for the Breakfast Bunch. Whereas links list, you have to do insert F7, hit T, and you're presented with several other thes before the Breakfast Bunch. And so... That's where the web rotor really differs a lot is you can be a lot more less specific and still quickly find what you're looking for. And you don't have to do use it that way, too. You can just go down through the entire list of links that are on the page or the list of headings. So we're going to come back to that. So with quick nav off, then how do we navigate our website quickly? So I'm going to show you both how the page looks with and without VO navigation. Applevis, web content. So I'm going and to interact. Link, skip to main content. So I've got my uh, skip to main content Banner, here. Site logo, visited link image, home, end of, main menu, collapsed button, end of, main, heading level one. Welcome to Applevis. Founded in 2010, Applevis is the leading online resource for blind and low vision users of Apple products such as the Mac, iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, and Apple TV. So I'm just using via right arrow to navigate through here. And if I wanted to, I can do a via, uh, other navigations. So for instance, if I want to do a heading, I can do VO command H. Heading level two, getting started with your first Mac. I heading level two, latest posts and updates. And see, I can go through the headings or I can do a VO command L. Heading level three, link, Microsoft Neural Voices on Speech Central. Seven new, link, Heading level three, link, transfer files. And now I'm just seeing all the different links that are on here. And if I want to activate any of them, I can just do a VO space. Um, another element I can use here is VO command J. Form element not found. Apply button. Any. Filter by type. Main menu. Collapse. First form element. And, and this is taking menu. me through different Collapse buttons. Button. It's taking me through, but it'll take me through any forms field that... I want to use. So now what if I just want to navigate the page normally? Well, I can do that. 
And normally I don't use the VO modifier keys, like say if I'm reading an article. End of. Visited link image. Link. Skip to main. So let's do VO shift home to go to the top. And then let's down arrow. Visited. Link image. Home. Main menu. Collapse button. New line. Heading level one. Welcome to Applevis. So notice I'm seeing a little bit more elements on here. The fact that there's a new line between the main menu button and welcome to Applevis. So now I can kind of see how the page is formatted. Founded in 2010, Applevis is the leading online resource for blind and low vision. And notice it stopped right there. I did not do anything. So instead of reading me two lines of text as it does with VO navigation, it's just reading me line by line. So depending on how you digest information, this can really make your life Heading level easier. one. Welcome. Use, we are a large and active community that welcomes everyone from around the world and draws upon a wealth of individual knowledge and experience to help. All right. You know what? I'm going to now go to quick nav on. Quick nav on. And here I do have a little bit more options that I did not have with uh, the quick nav off. For instance, now if I happen to remember the heading level number that I want, I could just hit the number two. Heading level two. Getting started with your first Mac. Do we have any heading level three? Heading level three. Link. Microsoft Neural Voices on Speech Central. I will tell you, though, truthfully, I don't remember heading level numbers, so this is not something that I typically utilize. But nevertheless, it is a tool that uh, you can definitely use. I can also use B to go through different buttons. Apply button. And also, I forgot to mention that shift, if I include that, that will take me backwards. Last button. Apply any. Main menu. First button. Main. I can do E. That won't do text anything. Text field not found. Oh, no text, text field. Text field not. Quick nav off. Oh, dear. Okay. Now, the last thing I will show you is the web rotor. So, oh, no. Actually, one other thing I did want to show you with quick nav on. Quick nav on. If you want to on. go through your rotor here, you can do so with up and left or up and right arrows. Window spots. Words. Characters. And so here you've got, I'm going left here, but I can go to the right. I can go characters, words, words. window spots, buttons, visited links, links, headings, form controls, lists, web spots, navigation, characters. And so it's, again, and it's presenting it in the order that I have my rotor set. So that is um, that. So if I want to look at words, Name. I can words. go here. Actually, I want to do characters. Char Heading level one. Welcome to Applevis. H A E A D I N G spell E V L spell one spell cap E L C O M E spell T O spell cap P P L E. And now I'm looking at this character Echo. by character. Not something you typically want to do, but if you need to see how something is spelled, for instance, then that is a great way to do that. Okay. The third method, which I talked about earlier, is the web rotor, and we bring that up with a V O U. Window spots menu. And it's taking me to window spots. Okay, that's nice. Web spots, me lists menu, form controls menu, headings menu, links menu. So now I can go through my links here. Link visited, link image visited, link getting, link getting started with your first iPhone, link getting started with your first Apple Watch, link iOS and iPadOS. So you can see some of these link links Mac. here. Okay, well, you know what? No items in, no items. I'm going to go back no, up no, to the no, top no, here. No, no, no items in, links menu, closing. All right, fine. Links menu, heading level So one. let's say Welcome I to wanted to yes. find the getting started with the iPhone, but there's so many getting started things. Maybe I just want to narrow it down. Links menu. So I'm going to go to my links menu here in the rotor, and I'm going to type in... You know what? We can even do this simpler. IPH. Link. Getting started with your first iPhone, iPad, or iPod Touch. One item. So notice how even though iPhone is not the first thing in that link, it still took me there. And there's, this is the only link that has the word iPhone in it. So if I want to activate it, I do have to do two things. I can I have to hit enter or VO space. Link. Getting started with your first iPhone, iPad. Now, what this does is this simply brings focus to the particular item. So if I want to activate the link, then I have to do a normal VO space. 38% link. Skip to main content. 
And uh, you know what? I want to see if I can find the heading because I don't want to be constantly doing H H H H H H. Links menu. So let's go to my web browser. Visited again. buttons menu. Windows spot. Web spots list menu. Form control headings menu. I need to take out web spots and uh, heading level one. Getting started with iOS and iPad. Heading level one. Getting started with iOS and iPad OS. Twelve item. No items in headings menu. Oops, I hit the wrong link. thing because I think I forgot the H. Headings that was menu. my fault. So I'm gonna type in IPH heading again. Heading level three. Link. Beginner's guide to the iPhone. Airplane mode, nine items. And uh, now I can see all the headings that just have the word iPhone in them. So I really cut down, you know, narrowed the focus of this page to what I particularly want Heading to look at. Heading level three, link, beginner's arrow. guide to the iPhone, an introduction to voiceover gestures, part one. Heading level three, link, beginner's guide to the iPhone, an introduction to voiceover gestures, part two. And I know that there's at least nine things to look through here, just through the uh, different headings. And that really makes, you know, the, a site like Applevis very easy to navigate. Link. Okay, I wanted content. to talk to you about forms mode and entering text. So let's go to our paratransit site here. I should have, I meant, I meant to actually show you this with JAWS as well, but I did not get around to Weekly that. Weekly schedule October 23rd. Oh, wrong thing there. I actually want. Safari is not responding. Yeah, I know. Dim text, dim the customer ID star, required and So with bookmarks, you can use command option one through nine for the first nine items in your favorites list. First thing I'm going to do is autofill to enter my login information, even though I really don't need it for this site, but that's okay. And there are two ways you can navigate through things with forms meal, uh, fields. Well, you data can and use text number field with autofill. Um, via write or tab. Customer ID star. Um, unfortunately, with tab is the way it's designed that it automatically interacts, and so you can miss outside text. Sign in button. Sign password. Stuff. Okay, I'm in the wrong field. Now I'm back in passwords by doing shift tab. And if I want to autofill my password, which it gets from Keychain, if I have iCloud enabled, I can just do a command shift A. Autofill password. Secure edit text. And then I can type in my password, which is password. And... <laughs> Hit enter. I can also use my fingerprint, and I'm told that M1 Mac users can use their Apple Watch if you have one to unlock four as well. Four characters. Max Web and Easy. So I had a Wallet. much longer password for Content. a four-character password, but um, where that really comes in handy is for, say, a situation where you've got a much longer password, which Safari can generate for those for you, by the way. Um, great tool Max Web to Max Web use. In Max Web and Easy Wallet. So Trips. I've got a couple of ways Content. of finding things. Another thing I can do is say if I'm not sure what I'm looking for, if it's a link or a heading or whatever, I can also do a VO find, which I will do on this page. So I want to book a trip. So I'm going to type book. in the word book, book trip link and hit enter. And it took me to book trip. So that is another way of finding just anything on a page. You can also do command F, but that one is a lot trickier. Max Web and Easy Wallet. Book trip. Web content. You have zero additional passengers. I thank you. All right. So I'm going to use my text field. Skip to content. Links menu. Visit text fields menu. And find the first one I want. Pick up address. Required menu pop up menu pop up combo box. All right. Pick up a pick up and address. And select that. This and now required. all I have to do is down arrow. Register to. And already it's taking me through the list of addresses that I want. If I was in JAWS, it would fight with me through forms mode, and sometimes in these combo boxes, it would take me out of forms address mode. Address address seven thousand. Address six thousand. And here I'm just arrowing through address, the addresses that I want, and then I can hit enter, Home. and then I can tab. Eight hundred thirty-two. And it's asking me about my my phone at number. Eight, I can eight, make eight, a change eight, here. Eight hundred thirty-two. Just by six nine delete space. Doing that, see, and it's so uh, I'm right here on these forms. Drop modes. off address. And I think that gives you the idea. I want to be careful not to actually give out any of my personal information on here for obvious reasons. Now, I'm going to show you an interesting situation where the a site looks completely different on Windows. So sometimes TV sites like ESPN can have some very interesting programming that you might want to watch. And required menu pop but there's something this is a site that i definitely will say is way more accessible on the mac than it is on windows maybe there's a way to do it on windows that i just don't know about that could be simpler 
but on the Mac, it is very straightforward. And up I menu, will, pop up for combo. the record, I did ask a Windows expert once and they agreed with me on this one. So I'm going to go to the site Watch SP, what? Watch SPN, that's how it pronounces it. WatchESPN.com. Stay on page button. Leave page default button. Uh, leave page default button. I don't Watch really ESPN. need to book any trips, thankfully. Online so. live sports, replays, highlights, window. So here I am on this particular page. It's Watch taking a sweet time and to online load. Lo- Safari is not re- Safari not respond. But there's a lot of data on this page. So vertical Watch ESPN. Okay, in Watch it loaded ESPN. it just sent. Tell me, online, this is a live demo sports. though. Okay, so. I'm going to go find the place where their programming is. And to, the easiest way to do that is with heading navigation. Heading level two, top leagues. First heading, heading level two, list, end of list, link, leagues, and cups. And ten, now list, they, ten item. the way they've changed the site a little Dimmed. bit is heading. a little bit annoying. Heading, heading not found, link, 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 list, seven items, visited, link, banner. Okay, let's go back up to the Global top navigation, here. also live. Visited, there we go. Link, okay, so I'm looking three. for the also live heading. And now all I have to do is if I view also left, read list box, in list I can box, interact with this list box. ESPN plus, and I can actually see the different programming that they have going on right now. Live Sacred Heart versus Army ESPN plus NCAA W basketball options for continue. Wa- live That's pardon nice. the interruption ESPN pardon the interruption options for continue watching text. Safari is not responding. And then this site does load a little Northwestern bit. Northwestern versus Duke live live Northwestern versus Duke ACCN. NCAA W basketball option. All right. So, but if I want to Live allow pardon the interruption to play, I can just hit enter on it. Now, I bring this At up ESPN because Plus. on Windows, NCAA I found this to be a lot different experience. I had to turn off my virtual PC cursor and do a lot of tabbing to get through all the links just to finally get to that list box. They've kind of changed the look of the site a little bit over the last couple of weeks so they've made it a little bit easier but i do find it a little bit more of a chore over on the windows side so i find that the way the mac presents things sometimes can actually be a lot more straightforward um what else can i tell you well you know what guys i'm going to open it up and see if we actually have any questions any comments, uh, any hate mail, that type of thing. So if you would like to uh, ask any questions or whatever, or if you uh, would like to be a Windows defender, oh, that was a bad joke, then um, (laughs) that's fine too. (laughs) And um, so raise your hand over on Zoom, request to speak over in Clubhouse, and let's start things over on the Zoom side. Um, we currently do not have any hands, Herbie. All right, very good. And how about over on the clubhouse side? There is one speaker on stage besides the moderators in the moment, and that is Jeremy. Uh, that's Jared. Oh, Jared, I'm sorry. Yep, Jared, yep. I apologize. That's okay. Um, I don't know if you actually have any uh, questions or not. If you do, well, I know I do know you know how to unmute. And uh, volleyball options for continue. Okay, thank you. Let's see. What are we looking 16, at? Sixteen, thirty-seven. Okay. Wow. Yep. So we've got a few so, minutes. Yep. Yeah. Believe it or not, I actually can't keep track of time. Who knew? Um. We what? do have one now on the Zoom oh. side. All right. If um, Jared is unable to unmute at this time, um, Deb, you may unmute. Deb. Hello. So. I, I'm a little confused. Um, when you were doing the searching in, mm-hmm. uh, um, in the headings and things, so you had that, you were looking for like the text in, and you were using the rotor to sort of set up that it would search it among the headings or the links. Since the rotor's always going to be defaulting to something, um, are you going to have to, I, I don't remember doing this before when I had a Mac. So are you going to always have to kind of check where your rotor is because if your rotor had just been on characters or well characters would probably work but but i mean um it, it's filtering kind of your search down through there right i mean yeah. a little bit of concern that you might not find what you're looking for because your rotor might be on the wrong thing and you might not even be really thinking about rotor navigation so in that case would you want to make sure 
that you were using the VO find, I guess. Um, definitely. I find that the rotor method works best when you are at the top of the page. Mm -hmm. Um, um, that's what I find. Um, okay. But it can sometimes work in the middle of the page, but yeah, that's And when you know that you're probably looking for like a heading, like you're you're example on the community list. Sometimes it's good about remembering what it has you do on specific sites. Like for instance, on Walmart, for instance, it's really good at remembering that I want it to find text fields because I want to quickly find that search text field to type in my next grocery item. Um. Mm-hmm. ACB emails, it's really good about defaulting to the links rotor because that's what I use a lot to quickly find um, the call that I want. So so it changes itself? I mean, it, it, it does. Ch- it, it changes itself a little bit. Okay. Don't com- <laughs> it's always okay. good to know what it's taking you to so that way you can adjust it yeah, if you right. need to. So, so don't just blindly assume, oh, it's going to work, you know, right off the bat. But Right. Um, it can be really good at re- kind of remembering a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, but okay. it also helps too if it does not see that element there. Like sometimes, for instance, I'll use Walmart as another example. Mm-hmm. The if I get in, if I accidentally interact in their advertisement bubble, it does not see anything in that. Right. And so I have to get out of it, and then I can see the rest of the page. So that's also going to affect the rotor too, as these nice little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if you're if whatever the thing is you're interacting with. Yep. So the other question that I had, uh, you sort of talked about this just a little bit, but um, on the Windows side, I mostly use Edge, but I also have Firefox because I have a website that I go to that has a player, and um, Edge does not actually see the player at least mm-hmm. with with any screen reader. I've tested this with um, JAWS and NVDA and um, uh, Narrator, and uh, none of them uh, see the player. So I'm assuming it's an edge problem, actually. But that doesn't make sense either. Um, but but when I go to it in Firefox, it, it, it clearly sees the player and right. has a very, very predominant... Um, Safari used to be based off of the same... Uh, base engine as as um firefox do you know if that's still the case i do not know i know there is a version of firefox for the mac and i will tell you i have um seen some things on like safari that do not display over on chrome like on the windows side at least Mm -hmm. so again it does you know, this is where it comes down to. I yeah. always recommend people have multiple tools in have the toolbox couple. for various reasons, right. no matter what the operating system, or have both yeah, operating no, no, systems. Agree. I was just trying to figure yeah. out like, which which is the opposing. Like in the case of having Firefox and Safari, if they're really coming off of the same kernel, then it maybe makes more sense to have Safari and Chrome. You know. Right. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, if Darcy is on here, he actually probably would know the answer to that one for sure. Because, um, mm-hmm. but as far as I know, I do believe they are. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And one of the things I do want to mention about why you want to use Safari as much as possible is they do incorporate a lot of the privacy tools that they also include in the phone. And now even like with the iCloud private relaying, where it can try to hide your IP address from a lot of sites that don't need it. And just you have a lot of your privacy options and whatnot as well, too, within Safari. So I just wanted to mention that as well, that, you know, another plus about using Safari. All right. Do we have any other questions on either platform? So we have Debbie over in in Zoom. All right. We'll go from Deb to Debbie. Welcome. Thanks. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So my question is, I've tried using Safari on the uh, Amazon site. And when I'd be navigating through it, these web dialogues would pop Uh, up. Yes. What do you do about that, if anything? I am so glad you asked me that because I did not touch on that at all. But I definitely ran into this particular problem. 
And Dock. there is something Safari. that you Open. can Five do. And let's go back into our voice of utility. Really? Safari. Um, hold on. It would help if I actually Opening pressed voiceover. the utility. right keys. That, that really does help. Voiceover. Let me tell you guys. Um, Speak the file. Utility category for bot speech. Navigation. So in voiceover, what you want to do is you go to your voiceover utility, and then you actually want navigation. Keyboard focused item. Initial standard. Grouping behavior. Pop-up button. Um, we've got your... Let's go to what really affects um, the web. Synchronize keyboard focus. Ignores voiceover cursor. Mouse pointer. It's your mouse button. pointer that you want, and you want to set it to ignores voiceover cursor. And I will tell you so far, I've not noticed any major differences or any differences at all, other than the fact that Amazon behaves itself. And no, this is not a discovery I made, just for the record. I learned this trick, actually, I think it was from Applevis a couple years ago, but it really did help a lot. So voiceover utility, navigation, set your voiceover to ignore his mouse cursor. And um, you will have a much easier time, I think, with that uh, Amazon website. Also, I do want to mention with Amazon, Safari. that is another site where your web rotor is Watch really ESP your friend. In online live okay, sports. Can I close Replays, out Safari? Highlights, window, live the fifth set, ESPN yep, Plus. I know. Live the out of list box. Button. Really? Okay. Command Q is not wanting to cooperate with me today. Main. All right. So voiceover off. We will reset voiceover and see if that fixes that. Um. Anyway, as I was saying, Amazon is another one of those sites where you definitely want to make use of your web rotor. For instance, once you go on that product page, you've got so many links and buttons. You'll have a much, if you know that's the product you want, you will have a much easier time doing your VOU, going to buttons, and looking Safari. for that to card, uh, cart Five button. Loop back. Loop. Okay. Safari. Loop back. Guys. Loop back window. On. Switch. Loop back. Loop back. Loop. Safari. Loop back. Having voiceover cursor Doc. issues here Safari. today. All right. Loop back. Finder. Club deck. Zoom us. Amadeus. Music. Music. There, I think uh, Safari actually did close out now. So this is real life usage of the technology, folks. That's why I'm not filtering it out. You know, just have to command tab and see what windows are open and what is not. So anyway, using your VO focus to find that cart button. And by the way, that first add to cart button is the one that led the product you've clicked on to your cart can really be a time saver. And of course, you can always use your heading navigation to find, you know, you can always type in, go to the VO rotor and go to heading and look for, I think it's the product details heading or whatever. So you could just type in details if you want, or so, you know, just some whole things to really make your navigating a lot simpler. All right, do we have any questions over on Clubhouse? We do not. All right, and how about Zoom? Not at this time. Not at this time. So another thing I did not talk about with Safari that is uh, especially unique to it, I want to say there's an equivalent on Edge or Chrome, but... Um, and but and if you're again if you're an iPhone user you should already know about this and that is reader mode. We do have that with Safari and you can enable that with Command Shift R. Application. Watch ESPN online live. All right. Live the fifth set. E Safari, what are you doing? Out of list box. Okay. So when the list site's button. going when Safari is going to be difficult, I'm going to teach you a new thing here. Just like on Windows, we do have a way to force quit programs. Button. And on the Mac, Button. it is command option Authentication. escape. Force quit application system dial table. Safari selected. So I'm on Safari. It's already selected because that's the program I'm currently focused in. So now I can VO end to the fault. Actually, I don't even need to do that. I can just hit enter because the default quit is the default button. Cancel. Force quit. Default. Yes, I am music. sure. Ain't nobody. There we go. Safari went bye-bye, and then all I need to do is another command option escape. Via left to close. close. Music. And Ain't it nobody. is Hint. gone. And uh, now I can relaunch Safari when I'm ready to use it again with no fuss, no holler. So 
There you go, guys. Another useful tool. Command Option Escape. And you can force quit programs or relaunch the Finder if it loses focus. So just thought I'd throw that little uh, pro tip out there. Anyway, so we do have reader mode in Safari. It will strip out a lot of the links and stuff like that. So that's especially useful on like pages that have a lot of advertisements. Sometimes, though, you can miss other aspects of the page. So if the page does not look right in reader mode, then you may have to go out of it. And that is Command-Shift-R. Command-R will reload your page. So um, if you need to do that... And um, I'll tell you another site that works really well without the quick nav being on is Quintency's Game Room. I know I've talked about that site on my online, accessible online games call. And if you use that without your quick nav, then, um, you know, it's going to work very much like the Windows client. Chrome, let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, it displays a little bit more like how you would expect expect Chrome to. In fact, Doc, Safari, five of I think 30. I can uh, show you here. Doc, Google. Thank you. Music. So I'm going to bring up Chrome. And um, now I'm in my Chromeverse. Chrome. And so this one, for instance, does not autofill my page. What's new? Web content. Bookmarks. Really? Tool. What's new? I don't what's care new? What's, what's new? new? Google. What's new? Google Chrome. Out of. What's new? Open Chrome. So we will do Command L. By the way, Select Command L in address. both and search bar. browsers brings up your address bar. I forgot to mention that. Kind of very important. So now I will go to. All right. Chrome. Has new. What's new? Google Chrome. Frame. Watch ESPN. Online live sports. So now I'm on that same watch Replaced. ESPN site, but on Chrome. Skip to main content. Skip to main content. Heading level two, the fifth set. So notice how on Safari I had to, had to interact to find the fifth set and all that. Here it's reading it to me as headings. Heading level two, pardon the interruption. And Heading level two, sacred heart versus army. Heading so level this two, gives you an idea of how Chrome will display things differently than Safari. ESPN, live pardon. The. And by the way, um, Wait, Google, in case it. you're wondering, it's still more Ain't accessible nobody. than on uh, Windows. So there you go. That has been my experience using Chrome on both Mac and um, Windows. I find it more accessible. So, all right, guys. So um, for those of you listening on the Mac Club, just want to remind you that we do meet every Thursday. And um, uh, the every other Thursday is where we do our general Q&A. And... Um, that is a more open, free form where you can ask about anything, start any type of discussion. And we do have a lot of interesting um, discussions that can happen in there from audio stuff to um, frustrations with Ventura, you know, Zoom and all that jazz. So I highly encourage you to uh, join us for that. We also have our replays. In there. Also, I do put these demonstrations on the YouTube channel in the uh, Let's Talk Mac playlist. And um, so you can catch this on YouTube as well. In a couple of weeks, I will be back, but this time I'm going to demo. Loop back. Loop not back. Not loop back. Um. I already did that. I'm just uh, turning off voiceover for you guys. Next week, I, or in two weeks rather, I'm going to talk about the um, cloud storage options for Mac, and I'm going to focus on the two that I am most familiar with, iCloud Drive and Dropbox. I will touch a little bit on Google Drive, though it is honestly not my favorite, just because I do not like its menu structure and stuff, but I'm going to talk about Dropbox and iCloud Drive. iCloud Drive because it is native to the app, and Dropbox because it's a very um, easy to use cloud storage option on your Mac, and it is used a lot, especially for collaborative uh, projects and whatnot. And so we're going to talk about those two. If you've got any uh, questions or anything you'd like me to demo, make sure you let me know. You can just reach out to me through community at acb.org and um, 
they will pass it on to me and I will gladly uh, look into uh, demoing whatever I know people are into. Um, some things we've done has been messages, FaceTime, mail. Um, I'm going to maybe see about doing a demo on calendar. And um, also another one that I'm going to focus on for here is actually how to use Zoom on your Mac. So not the Zoom as in the uh, screen reader, but Zoom as in the Zoom conferencing platform. So that uh, might be uh, helpful to people as well. And we'll also look at syncing your iPhone with the Mac. That's an interesting one. So... How to navigate your finder, that's definitely a crucial one. We're also going to take a look at word processing on the Mac, the good, the bad, all that. And um, we'll talk about, uh, I do want to talk about apps at some point too, because there's a difference between App Store apps versus third-party apps. And like I said, if you have anything you'd like to know about, by all means, make sure you let me know and um, we'll go from there. So on that note, this is a last call for questions on today's topic or if you have any quick general Matt questions you'd like to uh, ask, now is a great time to do so. We have not yet had anyone raise their hand. All right. And um, that is oh, the same case you got over one here in Clubhouse. Oh, we got one. All oh, right. they got one in Zoom. Okay. Tim. All right, Tim. You're still muted, Tim. You may unmute. I'm sorry about that. I couldn't find the darn thing. Listen, Herbie, thank you so much. It's so helpful. I've been a PC guy my entire life. I use my iPhone a lot. And I'm, I've got an eight-year-old computer, and I'm really thinking of getting a um, either an Apple computer or a, uh, an iPad and just getting rid of my uh, PC. And I'm wondering, is the learning curve, curve for uh, Apple just isn't long? I mean... Just listening to you, I, you know, it's really going to be what do you put into it? And everybody learns differently. I had a background already in JAWS and using the iPhone. And so for me, it really was not that long to really learn the Mac, but I was motivated. And so what really helped me is I had specific things I really wanted to accomplish on the Mac. Um, I was really impressed, for instance, with its sound quality, so I wanted to make use of Safari a lot and listen to content through it to, you know, so I had to learn how to navigate Safari if I was going to be able to do that. Um, same with the music app. Same with, um, if I wanted to do, another thing I wanted to do was messages. Um, and so I was really motivated, and so I took the time to just... I, at first, I just did it a little bit, and I just kind of got myself into where I just felt more comfortable, you know, really using the Mac all the time. Mm. And, you know, with... Let's see. I got my Mac in late 2019. Um, by 2021, I started this the Mac Club over on Clubhouse in May, and, um, you know, I'm doing demos now every other week. I've been invited to several uh, Mac discussions, and, um, but, you that know. That gives me hope. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty quick. Wow. Okay. That's but it, so. you, you can do it, but you have to want to do it. It's, if you just sit, if you expect it to just come to you, it's not. Right. You have to do it, and if you get it before your computer dies, that can be a, both a good thing and a bad thing, because the good thing is you have an opportunity to default back to what you feel comfortable with. 
But I think it really, again, too, if you know your screen read, like, you know, a lot of this stuff I was teaching you guys, for instance, H for headings and B for yeah. button. I knew that going back to the Jaws days. So right. it was taking over. And, you know, Belinda had asked me to do this particular document. And I, now that I'm done with school, I'm going to. But another topic I will talk about is where Windows and Mac actually do have a lot of similarities and where they differ but in a lot of the where they differ you can transfer your knowledge from either the windows or the iphone and actually still and i I, i'm not one of the i understand why people like to say oh treat the mac as something different i get why that but i think that if you know your concepts to begin with it can really help a lot in the learning curve you know, it's just some of it's as simple as remembering command instead of control because right. you still got a copy, for instance, that's you've got a menu structure. In fact, you have more menu structures on the Mac sometimes than you do on Windows, but you've got and you've got a preferences, which is no different. It's as, in fact, it's as simpler than the iPhone because if you want preferences for an app, you sometimes have to go to the app settings under settings on your iphone and find the app whereas on the mac you open the app and you do command comma so and it's all right there so i i will think you if, ever will right, you ever go, use word and word and excel for apple or will you use pages and numbers um this is i i'm i'm ashamed to admit this guys but i actually have used word on the mac and we We've got to run, guys. Oops. But I ha I actually do use Word on the Mac. I have not really used Excel on the Mac, but I have used Word on the Mac because uh, for continuity's sake, though I would actually truthfully for uh, I, I, I do prefer pages over Word. And I will also talk about text edit, which can do some basic Word things as well. So. Well, thank you so much. That's, that makes me encouraged. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad. All right, guys. Well, we are over time. My thanks to Kalala. My thanks to uh, Nancy. And my thanks to Belinda. And on that note, guys, Nancy, I'll make your life easy. I can end the, end the clubhouse room. Kayla, you can end the Zoom room. And Belinda, you can stop the stream. And if you, real quick plug, Belinda and I will be on the Tech Power Hour in a couple of hours at uh, uh, whenever that is. Go, I can go look on the schedule. And um, <laughs> anyway, I'm drawing a blank. I think it's at 8 it's Eastern. 8, 8 o'clock yeah. Eastern, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Sorry, Belinda. I'll, I was, yeah, anyway, so um, we've got some stuff to talk about on there. And on that note, guys, I will see you all next time.